Hey girls, Maria Menounos here, author of the Every Girl's Guide to Life. Want to know my best tips and secrets for organization, travel, weight loss, beauty, fashion, and everything else in between? Go to bing.com slash Maria and pick up my new book, The Every Girl's Guide to Life. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, and now streaming live on Ustream, this is AfterBuzz TV for 16 and Pregnant. Tonight's host is Mari Fagel. Joining Mari will be AfterBuzz co-host Isabel Mora. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest 16 and Pregnant news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leads off, and the buzz continues, Mari Fagel! I am so excited to break down this episode between Jennifer and Josh. It did get explosive. But before we get into it, I just wanted to quickly mention Maria Menounos' book, The Every Girl's Guide to Life. I uh, gave it to my mom today. She loved it. All the tips in there are great for moms, sisters, aunts, nieces, everyone, even the guys in your life. So I wanted to uh, give a quick shout-out to that book because it's on my bedside every night, and I am loving it. And before we get into the show, Phil, I think you had a few things to add. Well, yes, of course, Mari. Uh, you neglected the fact that it is the number three on the New York bestsellers list, um, which is quite an accomplishment, I have to say. Um, then, secondly, tomorrow night, uh, we will be doing the Royal Wedding live coverage. So uh, we're going to be doing a pre-show an hour before. We're going to be doing a live commentary, and uh, we'll be taking calls worldwide so hopefully we speak all the languages that people call in, um, and it's going to be very exciting. We're going to cover the whole historic event, and then we'll have um, an hour to an hour and a half post-show where we wrap up and, again, take calls from uh, people worldwide and basically uh, talk about this very historic event. And um, so, yeah, we hope you'll join us. Uh, whatever it's easiest, whatever, whatever your local time is that the wedding is airing, that's when we're airing. So I'm not going to tell you a time of like 1 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m. No, just look up whatever whatever local time um, for you is when the wedding is airing. That's where we're on, ustream.tv slash AfterBuzzTV, where you're watching us right now live. Great. Well, let's get into the show, Isabel. I can't wait yes. to hear your opinions on this explosive couple. So let's talk about Jennifer. Basically, she's a Florida teen. She's a tomboy. Mm -hmm. She has her boyfriend, Josh, and she's pregnant with twins. So last week it was a twin was having the kids, and now the girl is having twins, so they kind of flipped it on us. I know. And, you know, it's so funny how young girls like this can just get pregnant with twins without trying. You have all these celebrities trying, and here's 16-year-olds getting pregnant with twins. Yeah, and um, they were fraternal twins, too. Yes, it was a very interesting um, episode. I actually enjoyed it a lot, but it was also a very sad um, episode for me at the end. 
Um, but very interesting. And again, we go back to what we mentioned last week. Um, MTV is really trying to keep this rolling <laughs> by finding these random situations. Here you have a girl who seemed, came from a great family background and everything, and she's pregnant at 16 with twins. Yeah, and I, also- I wrote- I wrote some notes about how I, I noticed she comes from a good family. She has good parents, a little brother, and yeah. she doesn't seem like a lot of the other girls, I hate to say it, who come onto this show, I'm not, like, all that surprised when they end up in this situation because they don't come from good families, and, like, I, they just come from broken homes, a lot of them. But she came from such a stable home and such great, such a great family, and, you know, it's right. sad to see what happened in the show. Right. Right, right. And um, I, I mean, I don't know if you want to jump to that, but let's not mention, like, at the beginning, um, I remember listening, watching the show and hearing his excuse or the reason why she got pregnant and having to rewind. Like, wait, did I just hear that? I thought I've heard something else. And then I rewind and I just heard, didn't want to buy condoms because it was awkward. I was I, totally yeah. shocked. She's yes. she's sitting there and she's like, oh well, I wasn't on birth control and and why yeah. don't we use a condom? Which first right. of all, she she yeah. yes, it is his fault. He that is totally irresponsible and totally a wrong answer. And I seriously hope that no one is watching this thinking these people are role models because literally when I he know. said he's like, oh, it's awkward to walk into a convenience store buy a condom. It's so awkward. So instead of wearing one, I just because it's so awkward, I just didn't. And so he totally, I was just astonished but you know i know she could have said something she could have and she should have right and poor girl she's like not as awkward as walking with twins in the valley at 16 year old yeah i definitely had to rewind that um several times because i could not believe that came out of his mouth awkward i think i think this is one of the first times that i've actually started to pay attention as to why did the girl get pregnant and I was just shocked other times you know it's been well we use birth control or the condom broke or x reason but here he literally said yeah we didn't wear a condom and I thought it was awkward buying them so I just didn't bother yeah I will say I think it's a good it's good on MTV's part that in every episode they have a quick discussion of how the girl got pregnant in the first place just right. so people know and we talked about right. that last episode in addition to that quick discussion MTV should have had a little more information about you know when you can get pregnant on birth control but with this one there was no more information needed like <laughs> viewers know that's wrong but I think it's good that in every episode they talk about how the girl ended up in that situation you know that's right right definitely I I don't think that's necessarily MTV, by the way. I think that's just people's curiosity. I mean, yeah, granted, you could make that argument for MTV, but I think it's just people curious, like how do the how do the girl get knocked up? That's just no. I do think people really? are curious. Yeah, I, think I, yeah being, I don't really. <laughs> I really think that. Okay. They should talk about how the girl ended up in that situation in the first place. Yeah, I don't think MTV would put up a show and say, here's 16-year-olds that got pregnant. There, let's not ask how they got pregnant. I think MTV thought about this. Every episode, we're going to make sure we mention how they got pregnant or what happened for them to get pregnant. But I think think it's in... I think They're doing it for the drama effect, right? You're saying they're doing it for the drama, not for the education. Yes. Of course. Of course. 
Well, with this, it's a fine line between whether this show is educational or whether it's it's purely for the drama. And, and sometimes I really don't know. And especially in this episode, there was a lot of drama. So yes. what did you guys think about... You know, last week it was, it's always the girl stuck in the middle. Last week it was Jordan stuck in the middle between her boyfriend and her sister. And this week it's Jennifer stuck in the middle between Josh and her parents. Right. And and how do you choose between your, um, I mean, I don't even know what we want to call the parents because they were everything to her. I mean, this is where the girl's living. This, they're the ones taking care of everything. You know, you can't choose between that. And it's not even about choosing between family members and the boyfriend. I just think it was such, uh, I always feel horrible for them because it's enough. They're going through enough. She's pregnant with twins. Even though she's pregnant with twins, and now she has to deal with mom and dad hating. I mean, they hated the boyfriend. It's not just disliking him. They hated him. I think every time they mentioned his name, you could see them cringing and just tears coming out. Like, they could not take the fact that their daughter got pregnant by this guy. And I don't know if it was the guy or just the fact that she got pregnant by anyone. Yeah, that's but, right. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of stuff. A, a lot more, right? Before cameras started rolling because yes. there had to be of a reason yes. why they had such strong feelings about him and such hatred. But you know what I, you know what I wrote when I was watching the show? I said, you know, on both sides they didn't make the effort. Josh surely did not make the effort. But you know what? Her parents weren't really making the effort either. Right. No, I I feel, you know, I I was a little on the fence. I feel like Josh tried, like, just staying quiet a lot of times. But I, I think after they said so much and they just keep pushing and pushing, it seemed like this guy was just like, enough is enough, and I'm not going to stay quiet anymore. Because, I, you know, I don't know a lot of boyfriends that don't try to be liked by parents at the beginning. But I think once she got pregnant, it was more like, I don't care if you like me or not. She's pregnant with my kids, and there you have it. Let's deal with that. But the parents just keep pushing and pushing and know he's not allowed here and know why is he here and why is he calling and why are you going over there? I mean, there were so many questions. I kept writing, like, annoying, annoying, stop, stop. Like, every episode you had the mom or the dad saying something about the poor guy. Yeah, so let's get into the specifics of, like, what exactly was they were fighting about. So first, it was the last name. Her parents were upset that they're naming the babies after him and with his, they're naming one of the babies Joshua and that they were using his last name. Mm-hmm. What did you think? Um, you know, I was a little confused with the dad's explanation when he said, you know, this is a treasure. You earn it. I get it. You earn, you know, not everybody can say I'm a dad. Not everybody can say I'm a great mom. But... I felt like this is a guy that's stepping up and wants his last name for his, you know, both kids. Who cares if the dad's not going to be with the mom? I'm hoping he's always going to want to be in the kid's life. Um, I didn't understand the big deal there. I really didn't. Um, I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Do they, did the parents just want her last name to honor? I didn't see why it made a difference. That's one you know issue I where I kept thinking what well, the most obvious solution could have been. Why don't they just use both names and hyphenate it? So like Del Rio right. Smith. Why, right. Why right. 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 And I, that's why, I, you know, it was like they were really trying to get him out of her life. But it, it made no sense to me whether or not he the, the girl wasn't going to lose anything. And they were making it sound like if you put his last name on there, he has some kind of power over the babies i don't think he does if the mom's always going to win and if we're fighting about custody or anything you always have to go through court and 
unless you can, the guy can ever prove something more than the mom can, then you'll get 50-50. But you'll never get full custody, you know, unless the mom's a crackhead or something. But it made no difference to me as to why the parents were making such a big deal about this. And you're right. They could have just put both of their last names. I did that with my son. I have my last name and the dad's last name, but I just wanted my last name there. <laughs> Oh, so you do have that. I do. I have Jonah. My son's middle name is my last name. And oh, well, that's different. That's different. And he has his middle dad's name, last name. Though. It was there. I mean, I just that's wanted my last though, name some kind of way. Name. That's his middle name. It's not hyphenated. A yeah, I just, right, hyphenated. I just wanted it in there no matter how. But, I, you know, again, I didn't. it did not make a difference as to whether or not my son or even the twins here had the dad's last name. I don't see how he could. You know, because you heard when the dad was explaining the reason, and it made no sense to me. I'm like, well, the, the dad is there. He is trying to be there for her, and he's not leaving. He didn't flee. He's still standing next to her. Obviously, a lot of times they don't make it, but he wants to be a dad. Let him be the dad. And I, this is why I feel like there had to have been a lot that went on before cameras are rolling because they kept saying he's so disrespectful. He's so disrespectful. Like, I don't think asking for his name to be on his children's last name is disrespectful. disrespectful. That was exactly. the word they kept using. Exactly. Exactly. So you're right. There had to be, I mean, after we watched the full episode, I can kind of get an idea of things that could happen or had happened before because it made no sense why they disliked him so much. Well, she kind of mentioned in the beginning, too, she said um, he's a lot older than her. Right. I, I don't know. She, so she's a sophomore, so she's like, what, 16? He, what right. Is, what is he, he's like 19, 18, 19, maybe? Well, I thought maybe he was 18, 19, because they, they never mentioned anything about he could go to jail for this, which we yeah. I already knew. Okay, so he's not that old. So what's exactly old for them? That's the thing. Have we not have had anything like that on 16 and Pregnant yet, a situation where the guy is like to the point of like, statutory rape because he's so We did. We had it with one. We had it with one. And I want to say that was season one. I do recall that. And that was one of the, you know, the, gr the girl kept getting threatened by her parents. If you don't let him, you know, shape up or get him out of your life, we're going to call the cops. There was okay. an episode like that. Because I feel like that happens a lot. Oh, Janelle, Janelle's baby daddy, you know, she's teen mom um, season two. Uh, she, she, her her um, boyfriend, her baby daddy, was like 27, because I read an article once in like Star Magazine or something. He's like 27. Then there you go. That probably was it. The funny thing is, MTV doesn't mention that, and that's a big issue. I bet you a lot of these girls have a big age gap, and for some reason, MTV just kind of skims over that. Well, you know, I'm sure they also don't want to get in trouble, and they want to hide everything that they can so they can just build their show around this girls. Yeah, that's true. So... Okay, so let's talk about the, the next big issue, the baby shower. So Ugh. Jennifer's parents, like, they don't want to throw her a baby shower. Josh's parents feel bad. They throw her a shower. She asks her parents to come. They say no. They'll throw a sh separate shower without him. And they don't show up. What do you think of that? Well, did you feel that they actually wanted to throw a baby shower for her separately because they were supportive of these babies and they cared about her having a baby shower or simply because they wanted to basically say, you know, F you to Josh's parents and show them we'll throw our own and you won't be invited. Yeah, no, I think that, I mean, they didn't end up throwing one, not that I knew of or not that was filmed. So to me, their response was just, oh, we're just going to throw a separate one, just highlighting how much they don't like him. And, you know, 
you know what, I think that was a bad fall that they did not go. You know, yes. I understand Josh's, like, immaturity in, you know, not wanting to – I don't like that he wasn't making an effort with the parents, but I can cop that to his age and his immaturity. Right, the parents, right. They should have gone. That – that's not acceptable. They should have gone. Like, what is the big deal? Point blank. I think they, they should have gone to the baby shower. Yeah. The, I, and, and you know what? The whole time I thought, oh, the mom's going to show up. She's going to show up. I know she's going to show up. Like, that's your daughter there alone. You know, as much as we all didn't agree with this, it's not a happy moment. It's still your grandson that's going to come into this world, and you're still going to have to deal with the babies. Just go and show up. It's a big step. Just like she kept saying every time something happened in her life, she kept saying, well, that's such a big step. Your family has to be part of it. Then be part of it. Go and be part of it. You already didn't kick her out of your house. You're obviously going to let her stay there, have the babies there. You're being supportive in that way. Then go to the baby shower. For yeah, your daughter. I felt so bad for her when she was texting and she was like, hi, mommy, I'm getting a lot of great gifts. Like, oh, I no. just felt so bad for the girl. It was horrible. And, I, and, and again, that's why when she said, oh, let's throw a baby shower, but with our family. And I don't think they ever did. Yeah. So then I don't think another they big issue between them was when he proposed. So they go on their anniversary. Oh, his, right. He proposed, asked her to marry him, and he didn't consult the parents first. It's not a traditional situation where he asked for her, her hand in marriage first. And um, then she comes home and breaks the news to her mom. And let's back up a little, Mary. Did you notice when she says, yeah, we're going to dinner for a one-year anniversary? I'm sitting there doing the math, like, how long were you guys together before you got pregnant? Yeah, like three months. <laughs> like, were they together, like, four months, five months? Yeah, that's exactly with Leah and Corey. It was the same thing. Right, that was, like, three months, right. When the babies were born, and I was like, that must have been within yeah. the first month of dating then. See, and to me, when Josh just proposes, I get it. They're young. They're 16, and he's, what, 18, 19? We don't know his age. But this is my – I felt like this was actually his way of trying with the parents. Like, okay, I messed up. I, we got her pregnant. She's pregnant. But look at me. I want to stand up. I want to be there. And I respect your daughter or love your daughter enough to want to marry her or at least make that commitment, give, get her a ring, and make her my fiancé. You know what? I don't agree with you. I don't think it was a way of satisfying the parents, because if it was a way to make amends with the parents, would have asked them first. I actually think that putting a ring on her her finger is a way to get his way of getting her away from her parents. His, like, she's mine now, the territorial thing. Like, he, if, if, they're, if it's her fiancé, then he has more claim over her. So I actually think that's what was behind that. Really? Because, I, I you know, throughout the whole thing, I thought they're going to go ahead and, you know, I don't know, at some point, he's going to go ahead and say, let's just move in with my parents. But I don't think that was even an option. I think there was an option to come after the hospital and stay with his parents for a bit, but I don't think they were offering her to move in. So when he proposes to her, to me, it's more like, look, I am a man. I may have messed up. You don't like me, but I love your daughter, and I'm willing to make that commitment and ask her to be my wife and I don't think any guy who's been hated by parents is going to ever want to go and ask the girl's parents for her hand I know that's the right way to do it but I don't think he felt welcome at any point to do that 
you know what, I think it was a good call that he proposed. He seemed sincere. He said, that's how I truly felt about her. And yeah. I get that the parents are upset. But personally, I think it's a good thing that he proposed because it, it, it does. It means he's serious. It means he cares that this that it's a commitment and that she matters to him. And like she said, she didn't want to be walking out of the hospital saying, oh, this is my, my baby daddy. My baby my daddy. Like saying fiancé means there's a commitment there, which is why I didn't understand why the parents were so upset. Right, and here we go with the mom's speech. You know, I'm speechless, Josh. Walk me through this. It's more beautiful when your family accepts it. Um, yeah, I don't think you are ever going to accept it, so it's obviously never going to be beautiful enough for you. <laughs> yeah. So See, That was her speech for it. everything. It's beautiful when your family likes him. It's beautiful when you plan this. Like, okay, we get it. Move on. And if it's so beautiful, then you need to make the effort to, to step up and get along. Yeah, the, yeah, she, they definitely never. Did you, I mean, did, was there ever a season, or not a season, Um, I want to say, like, any scenes where they actually had the dad and Josh speak to each other at all? No. I don't think we ever saw that. It was always the mom. Well, didn't he say something? Didn't the dad say something, like, when he found out he wanted to, like, maybe he said some strong words about when he first found out that she was pregnant and he like couldn't look the guy in the face and I think he said he was lucky enough to be able to stand in front of me yeah like something like he didn't say like I would have killed him or something but he was saying something alluding to that yeah something like he got lucky I didn't knock him down or something or he was standing after I saw him because I don't yeah, think I, I, I ever saw them speak once. In the middle. It's like, that is not the focus right now. Like, the poor girl is about to have two kids. Like, get over your own issues and rally together for these babies. Right. So yeah, and I think does... we only saw that when she's about to give birth and after she gave birth. Where the parents actually were the adults and allowed him near them. But you know what? Not right. Not after the birth, because that was one of the big fights. Was when um, the mom called on the phone. It was the day before they were going to go home, and it was like that awkward conversation. She was on the phone with her parents, and Josh kept interrupting. And then, and then you heard Jennifer's mom. She said, "I'm going to call security and have them escort you out." Like, Jesus, that that fight just escalated, but quick. Right, right. That's why. Again, I wish we knew the background of this drama because there's a lot more. Yeah, it's like the poor girl, she's saying, I'd rather live in a hospital than, than go home because it's to so deal bad. With this. Yeah. And I will say the one time I only saw the one time I ever saw the parents step up was yes, the next day when they were bringing the babies home, she said, Gosh, yesterday's yesterday's news, we're going home as a family today and for once I finally thought, Okay, good, these parents are making an effort they're putting their own issues behind them, and they're doing it for the babies. And then, of course, we have Josh feeling left out. Yeah, so the second second she gets home, there's tons of visitors, and her parents are helping, which, you know what, shouldn't he, like, be relieved that there's tons of help? Like, I don't get it. It's like, what, is he not getting enough attention? Like, why was he so uncomfortable that there were all these guests there? You know, the only thing I can say about this, if I want to remove the age and his immaturity, um, I read a lot of books when I was pregnant, and I read about, you know, all the feelings and all the emotions that a woman goes through after birth and before birth. But there was also 
a whole chapter about how a guy or man feels as well. So there's also postpartum for guys. And here we have Josh, who is trying to deal with the family that hates him or dislikes him. The only person in that household that actually would look at him or say a single word to him was um, Jennifer and her little brother. I think at some point I saw the little brother talking to him. But other than that, nobody cared. It was like he was on the side and that was it. So I could see how he felt. And then just remembering everything I read, it was like, here we go. He feels lonely. He feels left out. And she really didn't have time to even look at him. So it was. I think Can he was just her? filled with emotions and anger, and he just left. Uh, but I thought he was going to come back. I mean, the aftermath where he's just like, I'm never coming back. I don't know if that was still part of guy postpartum. But I, I, at the moment when he left, I said, I understand it. I get it. Yeah, he I thought he would leave and come back. And then they show, like, a week later, he's still not there he's to help. still not there. She's up mm-hmm. at night alone, and thank God she has her parents to help her. And if we see, I mean, I don't know if they showed everything, but throughout that whole week, she never even, they never even show her trying to call him or text him. This poor girl is so busy with the twins and tired. She has no time to remember, oh, yeah, I have a baby daddy <laughs> or a yeah. fiancé. Well, she, well, she's saying to the baby, she says, I wish your daddy was here. Yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. so let's and, talk about what's most likely probably the biggest explosion of the season, definitely thus far, but I think it's probably the biggest one of of the whole season. I was, like, shocked, mouth, like, totally open, was just shocked the whole time watching this. So, yeah. okay, so basically what happened is he picks her up, takes her to his house with the kids, and her mom's on the phone with her. They start fighting. He's saying, hang up the phone, how disrespectful, basically mocking her parents. And so she says, take me home, and he mm-hmm. calls her a stupid-ass bitch. So I, I was shocked. And you know what? Good for her. She, she got out of the car, but he, he pulled off the side road, almost pushed her out of the car, and then she turns around and he sped off with the kids. That's right. when I was, like, shocked. Like, what were you thinking? What were you thinking? I mean, obviously, this guy had been holding on to this anger against Jennifer for a while. Here we have a guy that feels, you picked your family over me. And they obviously, apparently, have not had a talk to now. So he's holding all that anger. No sense for him to drive like that. I mean, the minute he called her a stupid bitch, I'm sitting there like, this is nothing new. This is not the first time he named calls. So I think they've had fights like this before. And maybe here's where I understood why the parents could possibly dislike him. I think they've had blowouts like this one. Maybe they haven't gotten to physical part, but I'm sure there's been, you know, the name calling involved or him having anger issues. There's some issues there that are bigger than just this little car ride we saw. Yeah, no, I mean, it's weird because for the whole rest of the episode, we hadn't seen him he was mostly calm for the most part so was she so I was like a little surprised but I was just shocked by his behavior so but then he he does return back he does turn around and return back with the kids he doesn't just drive off but then when he does come back he is he takes the kids out of the out of the car he's like going to bring them back to her but so what did you think He, he picked her up the thing is she was kind of punching him so he did kind yeah. of pick her up in a, to kind of stop her. He didn't 
push her, and I understand she had the no. infection cut, but he, he picked her up because she was punching him. Yeah, you know, I rewind that to make sure his hands were never on her because I never saw his hands on her. I basically saw someone that was picking her up and removing her. But we all know as long as there's any fingers, anything on you, and if she yeah. easily bruises or anything, he's done. But he yeah. never hit her, never intentionally hit her. He just, I mean, I saw it again, picked her up, removed her. But she literally was punching him and you know, doing anything she could to hurt him. The crazy thing is she was the one who's been so calm the entire episode. Right. And then, and, but you know what? She has hormones. He did. Right. Here we go back with postpartum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was definitely here. You see, I mean, you see the emotions of a woman that just had a kid, uh, well, two kids. Um, she's still hurting from the surgery. She's now angry. She said, you know, she was angry that, she was starting to resent him because he wasn't around to help her. Um, here we go. We're trying to work something out for the first time. And he it's kind of like he's back in her life only to show her, yeah, I'm still not here. It just, yeah. everything got to her and it was just too much, too much in such a short time. Yeah. So she calls the cops on him, she which did. I think that was right. He gets put in the cop car. But she also called her parents. Which it's like the second the mom drives up, it's, this is all a verification for her parents of everything they'd already been thinking about him. Yes. Know? And let's not forget when he calls the mom a bitch. Oh, I didn't even like see that in all the commotion because she's screaming, yes, say goodbye, she to, your the mom goodbye to your kids. Yes, she calls the mom a bitch, uh, continues with the name calling, but at this point you can see he's a little nervous because he knows the cops are coming. And and yeah. that proved another thing. He could have easily got in his car and sped off. But I think he knew they're coming. I can't leave. I'm just going to sit here and wait. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so but it was definitely not home. what I expected at the end. I mean, when you first enter this episode, you see these two calm kids. Uh, never did I ever think this is how it was going to end. No, and, and I hate that it ended on that note, too, because so basically – her mom takes her home. She ignores all of his texts and calls. She drops the charges, but she, she takes his ring off, and that's the last thing you see, which we'll talk about in news and gossip where they are now. But I hate, I hate that, it, it, that it ended on that way. Like, that's, it's sad. Yeah, and, you know, MTV did a great job because it seemed like they crumbled so much in this episode. Did you feel like you were missing a lot of pieces here? It was so much in one little episode I, I felt like there was more you know it was just like okay we got pregnant had babies we fought it's over that's it yeah i i'm i'm betting you actually i don't know because we probably would have known this but i'm guessing she is a likely teen mom three candidate yes yes drama. yes definitely i i yes candidate. yes yeah i don't she would be I a good one the end of jennifer del rio and no not at all We'll talk about in news and gossip what what's going on with them, but I have a feeling that she would be picked as the next character. Yes, I agree. I think, I mean, so far from these two episodes, I think this is the first one. This is the first cast made here. Yeah. I mean, that fight was one of the most explosive I've seen on 16 and Pregnant, and I've seen a lot of bad ones, but that one was pretty bad. I mean, like, speeding off in the car with the kids, and he was driving so fast. It was like, ugh. I, I felt so bad for the poor kids. 
And she said it when she was in the car with them. She said, yeah, go ahead and drive like that with your kids in the car, newborns yeah. in the car. I just get so scared when people fight when they're driving and when they get emotional angry. Like, it's it's not a good combination. It's like they don't stop and think. These are your kids, the ones that you're fighting for, but you're putting them in danger by driving like this. And here we go again with 16- and 18-year-olds. This is what happens when they become parents. So um, let's go to a commercial break before we get back into news and gossip and where Jennifer and Josh are now. Want to find out what the after buzz is about? Jenna's is a drama queen. This yes. is the divide that is going to carry the series. Give us a call. 424-256-1729. 424-256-1729. This television and they want it to be as dramatic as possible. I mean, it's Shakespearean. You never know what goes on behind closed doors. Find out why After Buzz TV is the number one source for after show content. Now, in the eyes of Jimmy... Ducky is a villain. 424-256-1729. 424-256-1729. I mean, who would you guys rather hear that from? Your husband or your best friend? <laughs> the wig! The wig will come out. That wig. When the TV show is over, get your After Buzz on. After Buzz TV News. Okay, so let's talk about Josh and Jennifer. Clearly, they are still dating because last week, apparently, Josh tried to break up with Jennifer, and when he was trying to break up with her, she allegedly punched him in the face, and so he called the cops, uh, domestic violence, and basically, this week, he filed a restraining order against her, and this is what I wanted to ask you about, Isabel, in court documents... He claims that she plotted to get pregnant just so she could get on the show, which is what I was talking about last week in our special segment. Yes. Do you think that's true? Oh, I hope not. This is one of the girls that seemed like, again, she was smart. She had a strong head on her shoulders. I really, really hope this is not the reason why she got pregnant and, I, you know, just for a show. And, and for how much do we say? $6,000? $5,000? I, I mean, $60,000 a year or something like that. I hope not. I think he just wanted to throw a low blow at her and decided to bring that up because he knew it would get all over the place. Yeah, you know, I agree because the second he, when they first talked about how she got pregnant, he said it was because he didn't wear a condom. So, yeah, I I hope it's not true. I I really hope. And from someone from her background, I, I don't think it's true. But there's definitely a lot more going on with this couple, and we'll have to keep watching because now it's unfolding in the courts, and it's up to it's up to the courts to decide now. Oh, um, and it but continues. let's talk about another way that MTV is being educational. I'm, I I was happy, pleasantly surprised to see this. So last night MTV aired MTV's ten most outrageous sex myths. Oh, sex myths, excuse mm-hmm. me. And the show aims to set the record straight about common myths surrounding sexually transmitted diseases and encourage America's youth to get tested. Um, I don't know if you caught this, but basically MTV celebrities like Ludacris, Travis McCoy, uh, Teen Moms Caitlin, Jersey Shore's Vinny, they teamed up with the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention to create a show and spread the word about safer sex. I didn't even know they had the show, but it's funny they have Vinny there. (laughs) Well, actually, it, it makes sense. I mean, how... Bill, you can you can chime in here. How many STDs do you think are going on in the Jersey Shore? <laughs> oh, <laughs> tons probably. 
Well, let's also focus. Calling in to talk about. Can I, about can I give you a joke real quick? What? Can I give you a joke real quick? Oh, what, what's the joke? All right. So, um, it's actually I'm I'm trying to like uh, con put it in context. Not technically a joke. It's it's a it's a joke from a uh, sitcom, but uh, the joke is um, you have one person and basically who hates this girl and you say so what she doesn't have STDs no oh that means you haven't slept with her yet oh <laughs> and that is exactly why they create shows like this which is why I say props to MTV for doing a show like this <laughs> yes so, so there you go that's my joke I hope that translated well it was funny to me when I it's, it's from Archer by the way FX's TV show <laughs> Well, it's, it's, that's the type of comedy that's like totally not my style. It's like the type, it's like the demeaning comedy. I like I like happy jokes. I don't like demeaning jokes, but but it, <laughs> it was a good tie-in, Phil. I'll give you that. All right. Good so, to see for uh, trying. So yeah. So that's it for your news and gossip for um, teen, uh, sixteen and pregnant. Excuse me for April. What date is it? <laughs> I'm so lost. Twenty seven. Wednesday, April 27th. How could I forget? Because the royal wedding is in two days on the 29th. Yes. So that is right. your news and gossip for After Buzz 16 and Pregnant. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. So with 16 and Pregnant, sometimes it's difficult to do predictions. But I don't know, Isabel, no. did you get a chance to see the preview for next week's episode? Um, I believe her name, it, it's Jamie. Um, no, I, I just remember seeing, when I was looking at the episodes, two little babies. <laughs> and I was sitting there like, are we sure they're 16 and not 11? So, you know, there wasn't much I could see from that. But I just remember looking at it and just seeing two little babies there. I think these are the youngest I've ever seen anyone on there, that they look this young. Yeah. Well, basically, there's going to be more drama for this next one because it, Jamie's boyfriend shows up drunk to, to the birth. Like, like when right. he's giving birth, he's not there, and, and he shows up drunk, and he's hungover, and it looks like he has, like, a black eye or something. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it's not looking good for uh, Jamie and her boyfriend. Not so that's at all. To watch. Not at all. Mari, Mari, take us out of here. Okay, well, that is your uh, After Buzz TV for 16 and Pregnant, Season 3, Episode 2. Isabel, I had a great time uh, breaking it down with you, and I can't wait to talk to you about Jamie and her episode Definitely. Me too. See you guys next week. From producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. If you have questions or comments, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzzTV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzzTV or its owners or principals.